Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. so that your faith might be perfected or that you might be encouraged in the work that God has called you to do. I don't say this lightly, but every time I see your faces in a sanctuary, my faith has been made perfected. Every time I see your faces in a sanctuary, I'm encouraged to continue on. So I honor you, God. Honor God and you for your presence on this morning. I want us to go to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Get next to somebody, just tell them it's good to see you this morning. really love God because it's cold in here y'all amen Luke chapter 9 I want to look at just two verses of scripture I want to look at verses 1 and 2 if you don't have your Bibles it's on the screen but if we can all stand in reverence of God's holy word the Bible says now he called the twelve together somebody say Jesus and he gave them power somebody say power But here's the good news and authority. Somebody say authority. Over all the demons and the power to heal diseases. Dana, you was all in my sermon this morning. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform healing. Now we called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over all demons. That's good news. And the power to heal diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform healing. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to continue in this sermon series that I've started, Thy Kingdom Come. And I said on the first week of this series that we have to understand the authenticity of the kingdom. Because many of us go to churches, we connect with ministries that are not authentically kingdom. So we've got to understand why is the kingdom authentic. And not only do we need to understand why the kingdom is authentic, I also need to know how do I gain access to the kingdom. Somebody say access. 
So I said we learned about the authenticity of the kingdom. What does the kingdom look like? I said, now how do we get access into the kingdom? But this morning, I want to talk about the authority of the kingdom. Somebody say, I've got to walk in authority. I don't, and listen, here's the good news about the authority of the kingdom. I don't have to have a title to walk in authority. It does not matter how long I've been saved. I can still, somebody say, walk in authority. Now, that's good news to me, y'all, that I ain't got to be no bishop. I ain't got to be no pastor. As long as all I've got to do is be a believer to walk in authority. And here's the critical thing to understand. There's a difference between power and authority. I, I, I need us to catch this because watch this. Even in our foundational text, it makes this distinction as it declares that Jesus gave his disciples both power and authority. So here lies one of the dilemmas with many believers. Many of us, watch this, have power, but we don't have the right to operate in that power. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you an example. Minister Dominique works for the sheriff department. He has the, both the power and the authority to use the gun that he's been given. You can have a gun and not have the authority to use it. It's no different with the believer. You can have power. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. And God not give you authority to use it. And that's, somebody say that's dangerous. And I don't know about nobody else, but I don't want to have power that I don't have the authority to use. And watch this. This is why many believers are despondent because of the, the enemy. We are downcast because of the enemy. And watch this. Many of us are defeated because of the enemy because we have a power that we don't have authority to use. And this is why it's critical for every believer to have the authority of the kingdom. Watch this. The enemy and the cares of this world will always have victory over the believer that houses a power but has no authority to use that power. The enemy will always beat me down. Somebody say he'll always beat me down. I need authority. And I want us to see something about this word authority in the text. In Luke 1, it's the Greek word exousia, which means spiritual right, privilege, or influence. So God says, I'm going to give you both power and authority. I'm going to give you the power. In other words, I'm going, and the authority now gives me the spiritual right to now operate in that power. The, the very privilege, somebody say it's a privilege. It's a privilege to operate in the power of the kingdom. And not only that, it gives me a level of influence in the earth. Somebody say influence. Ah, that, that, that's good news. That means, watch this, the authority of God's kingdom not only gives us the right to use his power, but it also gives me results. So, so, so the critical thing is, I don't just want the right, I want results. Somebody say results. Yeah, if I'm going to operate in power, I, I want results. So it's critical to understand because this is how believers can have spiritual gifts and operate in their spiritual gifts and have no impact or fruit. Because you can have a power that you don't have authority to use. So, so, so I don't want to operate in a gift. You know, you got folk that preach good but have no impact. You got folk that pray good but have no impact. And in the black church, we say they ain't got no anointing. Somebody say, no authority. Yeah, I know we like to say they ain't got no anointing. Something off. They ain't got no anointing. No, it's really they don't have authority. I don't want to preach good and have no impact. I don't want to pray good and have no impact. And listen, Dana, I know a lot of folks saying good, but have no impact. Thank God for the impact on your life. A believer with internal power and watches and have no impact is no good to the kingdom. 
I don't want to be no good to God and his kingdom. You got folk that many, the masses will say, oh, they sing so well. Oh, they pray so well, but have no impact. And there are no good, somebody say, to the kingdom. Somebody say, that's dangerous. This is why Jesus warns us with these words in Matthew 7, 22 through 23. Because I'm going to give you a Bible. The Bible says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, did we, have we not prophesied in you? You got prophets with no impact. Cast out demons in your name. Done many wonders in your name. And I will declare to you, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Because if I have a power, watch this with no authority, I'm no good to the kingdom. Somebody say, help me be good to the kingdom. Yeah, help me be good to the kingdom. And this is why having spiritual power with no authority is so dangerous. Because not only do you not make an impact on the earth, but watch this, you lose out on your inheritance in glory. Said, I'm going to tell you, depart from me. It's one thing for folk not to receive me on the earth and not make any impact, but I don't want to lose my internal or eternal inheritance. So in other words, I need us to understand this even more. It's critical to understand that the authority of God's kingdom gives us the ability to advance his kingdom. I said this series about is about thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, we want to advance his kingdom. But I can't advance his kingdom if I don't have, someone say, authority. So, so it's critical for every believer, if I want to play a role in thy kingdom come, his kingdom coming, I have to have, somebody say, authority. Therefore, not only must we receive the authority of God's kingdom, it's critical to understand what this authority gives us rights to. It's one thing to know I got authority, but what does that mean in my life? So here's the critical questions we got to ask ourselves. What does the authority of God's kingdom give us the power to do? How must we use this authority of God's kingdom to advance his kingdom? Those are critical questions we've got to answer on this morning. And I believe our foundational text reveals the answers to these questions. And as noted earlier, watch this, we find Jesus in our foundational text giving his disciples both power and authority of God's kingdom. And it's important to note that this kingdom is only accessible, this authority from the kingdom is only accessible to the degree that Christ supplies. Somebody say, Christ has to give it to me. Not your pastor, not your bishop. I know somebody laid hands on you and you thought you received the level of authority. Somebody say, not so. You can have a collar and not have authority. In other words, you can't be equipped with authority of the kingdom unless Jesus extends it. Watch this. This means your clock with your pastor does not give you authority. Your connection with your church. I know your church has got got billboards, but that does not give you authority. And your charisma with God's people does not give you authority. It's Jesus and Jesus alone who must give it. Somebody made me say somebody say this. How do I know? I'm going to give you Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. And Jesus came up and said to him, someone say all authority. And this is the amplified version, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. In other words, Jesus is the only one who can give me the authority to operate in the authority and the power of of the kingdom of God. Someone say Jesus. Jesus. And here's, here's, and I know, and I'm going to just say something. I get 
a little fidgety in my spirit many times when people pray before I come up. And I know what you were doing, Deaconess, in there. I'm not knocking that because I need those prayers. But many times the focus in many churches gets so caught up in the pastor. Watch this, that we think that this pastor now can extend this authority that is only given by Jesus. So we've got to be so careful to make sure we don't seek our pastor and that we seek Christ and Christ alone. And this is why I said this about the access to the kingdom of God. We've got to seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. In other words, I've got to make sure that I seek Christ. Someone say seek Christ. You can love your pastor, but don't seek your pastor. I've got to seek him because the authority of the kingdom is for Christ and Christ alone to supply. And this is why I revealed last week that we must seek the kingdom. Notice this in that, that latter portion. He's been given, go, go back to that, all power and absolute rule on the earth and in heaven. So we seek Christ and his rule in order for us to have access to the kingdom. Listen, y'all don't stop praying for me. I ain't saying Miss Cindy, don't. I, I need the prayers because I'll be about to fall apart every week. So I need the prayers. But even more, my prayer this morning is that not only do we have access to the kingdom, but that we walk in the authority of the kingdom. Because if, watch this, if it's our desire for his kingdom to come on the earth as it is in heaven, somebody say, I need authority. I need authority. Yeah, I need authority. I believe we, Minister Dominique is a prime example. If we didn't have the authority of law enforcement, lawlessness would have rule. Watch this. On the earth. It's the same thing in the spirit realm. If we don't operate in this authority that we've been given, the enemy's kingdom will have reign. Some might say in the earth. And I believe one of the reasons why the enemy is winning in so many lives of believers is because we really don't walk in authority. I believe we can glean wisdom from our foundational text as what it means for this authority in the life of a believer. So listen, let's walk the text and I'm going to be out your way. Notice what the first portion says, and I love this. You, 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 you saying this, Dana. The Bible says over all demons. Demons will always defeat the believer that is void of permission from God's kingdom. Someone say, I need permission. Because despite what you may believe, God has to give us a green light to fight against the enemy. Y'all ain't like that. I know you don't like that because you just thought you, gonna, you woke up a prayer warrior. Somebody say, no, somebody say, I need green light. Yeah, I need God's green light. Because watch this, even David had to inquire of the Lord concerning his pursuit of the Amalekites in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 8. Watch this, so David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. Some of y'all got into fights that you should never got into, and you wonder why we had to pull you out of a ditch. Even the king had to get permission, and watch this, David was anointed. So you can be anointed and still have to inquire of the Lord. I, I don't care how anointed you are. I don't care how much you are a prayer warrior. I don't know. I don't care how much you fast. I've got to ask God if I got to get in this fight. And I, I, I need permission, permission. Because watch this. It's dangerous to confront demons void of authority. You know, me and my wife, we were at a former ministry and people... They were doing deliverance. And you wonder why back in the old church, they would kick some folk out of the church. 
and you wonder why you why can't I be in a sanctuary? I know how to pray too because you have not been given permission. Demons will beat you down. I need permission, permission. And this is why I made mention of this last week, but I'll say it again. Ask the sons of Sceva. Watch this Jewish priest and the sons of Sceva in Acts chapter 19, verse 13 through 16. Watch this. And the reason that this is so critical, because Paul had just casted out some demons. So you can watch folk operate in power and authority of God and say, I can do that too. Someone say that's dangerous. Watch this. The Bible says that some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. Satan, we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. And also there were seven, because see, they ain't know him. Don't call on a God that you don't know. The sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. Go to the next screen. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overpowered them and prevailed against them. So they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Yeah, you're going to look deep and dumb. Somebody say deep and dumb. We thought you was deep until you got beat down by that demon. I've got to have permission, permission. So hear this. When you see evil spirits begin to operate in the lives of your family members, your children, your husband. Somebody say you better ask permission. And if God ain't give you permission, find somebody that does. Because listen, I ain't no fool. And if you don't have permission, watch this. You will get so frustrated in the journey because you think that God ain't with you in the fight. But God is saying, I just ain't give you authority to fight it. Find somebody who got authority. So, so, so. They tried to operate in the power of the kingdom, void of the authority of the kingdom. When you att- listen, and I've said this before, and I'm gonna say it again. Somebody say people do have spirits, and I don't entertain every spirit I see. And the problem with a lot of believers is that we entertain spirits, every spirit that we see. Someone say you ain't gotta entertain everything. If God ain't tell me to confront it, I ain't gonna entertain it. I'm gonna keep that spirit over there. And you wonder why you get so mad, you get so frustrated. They get on my nerves, girl. Maybe you shouldn't entertain a spirit that God did not give you authority. Watch this two confronts. I'm going to let that spirit stay right there. You're going to stay right there. So, so, so watch this. When you attempt to op- operate in the power of God's kingdom, void of the authority of the kingdom, the enemy will always overwhelm you. So it's maybe that you, it's not that you don't have power, it's a fight that you were never called to fight in. And the reason that many of us get ourselves in trouble is that we don't ask God, someone say for permission. Permission, permission. Uh, So here's a word of wisdom. This also reveals that your tongues aren't a threat to the enemy. I know you got spiritual language, but that's not a threat to the enemy. Your title is definitely not a threat. You can put that collar down. These were Jewish priests. They had robes. They had all kind of clergy attire. It's not a threat to the enemy. And see, y'all ain't going to like this one. Not even your testimony is a threat to the enemy. Watch this if you have no authority. So I'm not saying that we are not overcome by the word of the testimony. It's not a threat unless you have authority. 
And this is why folk can go, come up here during testimony service and there ain't no power behind it because God ain't never give you the authority to say it. You just want to say it because you want to just show everybody that God done bless you. But there's no power in it. Somebody say, I need authority. I need authority. Put that title down, put them tongues away, and put that testimony in your back pocket. Unless God gives you authority. And this is why some believers need to stop playing with spiritual warfare and demonic spirits. Watch this. Because your attacks in the spirit have no power if you have no authority from the kingdom of God. I'm not playing with spirits. I'm not playing with certain spiritual battles if God ain't telling me to jump in that stuff. And here's one of the, and I'm saying, somebody say it messed up the pastor. You know why? Because I, and I was sharing this with somebody. Because my heart is so bent to helping people, I get myself in stuff that I should have never got myself into. And then I think that I'm doing some good deed because of the intentions of my heart, but the heart is desperately wicked. And I find myself in more trouble to begin with. And God, I was just trying to help them, but he never gave me authority. This is why I, my wife had to get on me the other day. I need to stop giving folk money unless God gives me permission. Stop helping folks unless God give me permission. Now you spending your Saturday trying to help somebody with a U-Haul and you should have been on your knees praying. And they ain't even give you a piece of chicken. You weren't giving authority. You weren't giving authority. Because here's the good news. When we've been given authority, it gives us permission to confront Satan. Somebody say that's good news. Now, why is this significant? Because the outcome of your battle, you said it, Dana, is dependent upon the backing you have from heaven. The outcome of your battle is dependent upon the backing that you have from heaven. And the reason why some of y'all got beat down because heaven ain't have your back. Ooh, someone said, I need heaven to have my back. Notice what the, ch- the Lord tells the children of Israel after he, after he gives them authority to fight against their enemies. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17, he says, do not fear, do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. I, if any battle that I find myself in, someone say, I need God in it. And God will let your behind go in a battle without him if you did not ask for his authority. And this means God gives you permission to fight against the enemy. He also promises his presence in the, in the fight. Now that's, now that's good news. When I'm fighting against demonic spirits, I need God to go before me. When I'm in the battle of spiritual warfare, I need God to be in it. I know this is an old Sunday school lesson, but y'all know the three Hebrew boys, when they put, were put in the fiery furnace, the good news was not that they were fighting against an evil um, king. The good news is that God was with them in the fight. Ooh, someone said, I need God with me in the fight. Yeah, I need him with me. And this is why the outcome of your battles are dependent upon your backing from heaven. Because watch this, the authority of God's kingdom, Dana, ensures that God's kingdom is with us in the battle. And you said it, it's a battle that we cannot lose. I love how the spirit loves to weave things together. I didn't know what Dana was singing. But we're in a battle that we cannot lose. Because somebody say, God is with us. I know your baby going through, but you might not need to jump in that fight if God ain't give you authority. There's times where God is trying to do something in their life. And we mess up the providential hand of God when we jump in stuff that we had no business jumping into. 
Maybe the reason you ain't you don't need to pay their rent money is God is trying to teach them to be a good steward of what he's gave them. And you jump in and fight that you have no business jumping into. And you wonder why next month they're calling you for another bill. Watch this because now you have come become God in their lives. Ooh, somebody say that's dangerous. Now, now, now this is why this is so dangerous. Not only does the enemy continue to win in their life, but you've now set yourself up as an idol. God says, I'll never let another God, to put no other gods before me. Now I'm fighting with God. Somebody say that's dangerous. I need authority. I need authority. This is why foundational text, Jesus says that he gave his disciples authority over all demons. Somebody say all. That means all the weapons of the enemy will, have no, will not prosper when we have, somebody say, authority. All the plots of the enemy will not prevail when we have authority. All the attacks of the enemy have no power when we have authority. Somebody say, I need authority. It does not matter where the enemy decides to come in your life because we have permission to confront the enemy when we have the authority of God's kingdom. Ooh, I need authority, y'all. And hear this. I'm going to say this, and I said this in my introduction, but I'm going to say it again. You cannot advance God's kingdom void of authority. Because this authority to confront the enemy's territory is so critical. Because if I'm going to advance God's kingdom, that means I've got to go into, a, into territory that the enemy has taken away. So if I don't have this authority... I don't have permission. And listen, I'm in a losing battle in territory that does not belong to God. Y'all stand with me. If I'm going to advance it, I've got to go into, somebody say, enemy's camp. So I've got to have authority. Somebody say, I need authority. So here's the first thing I wanted us to understand, that it gives us permission to confront Satan. And here's the good news. You don't need no title. Somebody say, it ain't, it ain't connected to your tithe. I know you think all of that. But I need someone to say authority. authority. Yeah, I want to be able to confront Satan. Some stuff. And then be mindful not to jump into stuff that don't belong to you. Yeah. If God ain't give you authority, stay your behind out of it. Now let's look at the next portion of the text. And the Bible says, and the power to heal diseases. Advancing God's kingdom in the earth not only requires conquering the territory of the enemy, but it also requires setting free the captives of the enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the natural successes in battles are many times determined by the numbers of those who were released that were once bound. You you know, it's always the casualties in wars, those that we didn't bring back, those that are set free. They determine success in battles by those who are now released from the hands of the enemy. As it is in the natural, some would say, so it is in the spirit. And this is why the authority of the kingdom gives us permission to combat strongholds. Ooh, you said it, Dana. I'm telling you, it was all in my stuff this morning. Uh, these, these strongholds. Someone say that's good news. I want us to see the, the Greek translation of this word disease found in Luke chapter 9, verse 1. This Greek word nosos, which means chronic, persistent, or incurable. Somebody say that's what disease means. In that text, that, 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 that's, that's what really Jesus is trying to say. In other words, Jesus was speaking of, of things that want to remain in your life. Woo. Someone say, take up residence. 
That means when God gives us the authority of heaven, even strongholds that want to take up residence in our lives have to be released. Someone say strongholds. This means there's no demonic stronghold that you simply have to live with because the authority of God's kingdom gives us liberty. Someone say, I need liberty. Now, this is why I need the authority in my life because I don't, I don't care what nobody say there's some generational stuff that wants to be a stronghold in our lives there's some stuff that we got ourselves into that the enemy wants us to remain in and the reason why many believers can't break, break free is because they have no authority someone say I need authority, authority yeah I need authority consider what Jesus says he has permission to do after he was given authority from heaven in the new century version of Luke chapter 4 verse 18 He has sent me to tell the captives they are free. To me, that's so good. That's good news. Not to set them free, but to tell them they are free. When you have authority, that means there's nothing, no strong to hold in your life that that can remain. Someone say, I'm really free. But if I don't have that authority, I can't tell myself that I'm free. Somebody say, I'm already free. And as it was with Jesus, so it is for the believer with the authority of um, God's kingdom. What the enemy declares captive, the believer gets the, has the authority to call free. That means there's no sin, no spirit, no stronghold that can rule in the life of a believer when the believer has authority. I know it seems difficult. I need us to understand something about spirits. Every... That, and I don't want to make this super deep, but I need y'all to understand this. There's, there's what we call regional spirits. There's spirits that have territories. There's strongholds that are, that, are, that are set up in geographical places. Understand what I'm trying to say. So, so, so in other words, if there's these certain places that, that we find strongholds, that we, have, we find sins, that, that we have to make sure that we have the authority to say to those very strongholds, no, that I'm free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to make this plain in the natural. Without a passport, I can't go to certain places. So if there's a stronghold, this is why the Bible speaks of them in heavenly places. They're high places, these spirits, these strongholds. So that means I've got to get permission to go to those places to call them things free. So I need someone to say authority. Everybody ain't got authority to speak to certain spirits. Everybody ain't got authority to speak to certain strongholds. So I've got to ask God to give me the authority to go where that spirit resides, to tell that spirit, you no longer belong here. Somebody say, I need a passport. Yeah, you do need a passport in the spirit. Consider what 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 through 6 says. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down, somebody say, strongholds. Casting down arguments and every Somebody say every. every. High thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every, somebody say every, every. thought captive in, into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish. Somebody say all. all. Disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. This text reminds us that when heaven gives us authority, that our weapons will pull down strongholds. But not just any strongholds, every high thing, yeah. every thought, and all disobedience. And here's what the enemy would have you to believe that there's going to be some stuff that you're going to have to struggle with for the rest of your life. Someone say the devil is a lie. 
I don't have to struggle with something for the rest of my life. I've just got to have the authority to call that thing free. And many of us, watch this, don't seek Christ to the extent that we get authority to call some strongholds in our life and say that we're free. Somebody, where the spirit of the Lord is, somebody say, there's liberty. Yeah, there's liberty. If there's a sin, a spirit, or a stronghold that has you captive, you may need to question your standing with the kingdom of God. I'm not saying that it ain't going to take no work because I got to get there to that place where I have a level of authority. So I said, I got to get there. There's requirements to get passports even in the natural. So I've got to get there. Watch what 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 says. Now where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So so I need us to understand something about that. In, In other words, it's critical to understand in light of this text. It is that where kingdoms of God's kingdom rule, his spirit also resides. Therefore, if we are his kingdom and have the authority of his kingdom, liberty should continually be, somebody say, my portion. Yeah, if I'm a real kingdom citizen, that means I reside where his spirit resides. And wherever his spirit resides, somebody say, there's liberty. Don't allow to have the enemy to declare something in your life as a permanent struggle when the kingdom of heaven wants to give you the power to be set free. Someone say, I need that kind of authority. I'll never call another stronghold in my life permanent when I have authority from the kingdom of God. Every sin, every spirit, every stronghold does not have to remain. Somebody say say that's a trick of the enemy. The enemy wants you to believe that there's some sin, some stronghold, some spirits that have to remain in your life. But someone say the devil is a lie. He gives us permission to combat strongholds. And I'm done, y'all. Notice what the first portion of verse 2 says. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God. When we call captives in the liberty, we're also authorized to call them into the light. Because God does not give us the authority of the kingdom to build our kingdom, but to increase, somebody say, his kingdom. This is why our foundational text says that Jesus gave his disciples authority to proclaim the kingdom of God. It's important to note that, that, again, that one definition of the word authority in our foundational text means influence. Some might say influence. And as I said this in my introduction, you can preach the, in the kingdom and have no impact. You can profess the kingdom and have no impact. And you can proclaim the kingdom and have no impact. Yet the authority of heaven gives the message from our mouths influence. That's good news because I don't know about anybody else, but I don't want to speak for God and have, watch this, no influence. I don't want to sing for God and have no influence. I don't want to say anything for God and have no influence. And it matters how you use this influence. Somebody say it matters. I want you to consider something in, in John chapter 1 verse 8 as it speaks of John the Baptist. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Someone say, how am I using my influence? God wants to make sure that when he gives us authority, we don't use it for our own means. And you've got preachers, you got believers, you got Christians who use authority for their own means. God says, you're not the light, but you you were sent to bear witness, somebody say, to the light. That, 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 somebody said that's my only job. 
I know you got your ministry, but that's not your job. I, I know you got your own church, and I know you got all of this. I know you got influence in the city, and everybody love you because of what you've done. But I'm, that's someone say that's not your job. It's not to make your kingdom great. It's to make his name great. And as it was for John the Baptist, so it must be for us. Because it's important to note, if God gives us influence from the kingdom, he wants us to use it to increase his kingdom. And this is why it's important for us to be mindful of what comes out of our mouths. This word, he says, that to proclaim. Someone say, what comes out of my mouth? When we've been given authority. Because if we, watch this, if what we proclaim is not kingdom, then it, by default, it's an attack on the kingdom. One of the saddest things that I've witnessed in the land is, is, uh, is that believers and preachers proclaiming stuff that is not of the kingdom. And by default, when we don't represent him well, by default, when we don't proclaim his name well, somebody say it's an attack on his kingdom. I know you got a, I know you got a church, but you're attacking his kingdom. Because what comes out of your mouth is not kingdom. Watch what Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says, because I need to make this plain. The Bible says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the ears. Somebody say, be, be mindful of what comes out of your mouth. We don't need your peace of mind. We don't need your perspective. And we don't need your personality. Because if it does not edify the believer, it's not the proclamation of God's kingdom. We've got more motivational speakers than those of the kingdom. We've got to make sure what comes out of our mouth. Close your mouth if it's not his message. Someone say close your mouth if it's not his message. And hear this. The way that I know that I'm receiving a message from God is if it imparts grace to my ears. And you've got people that will beat you down in the name of God. You'll you have people that will condemn you in your sin in the name of God. Somebody say, it should impart grace. If what you got to say to me don't edify me, it is not of the kingdom. So the critical question we got to ask ourselves is, watch this. What are we proclaiming? Is it his message or are we just running our mouths? As the kingdom of heaven gives us platforms, what is proceeding out of our mouths. And I've said this, and I said, I believe I said it last week. One of the things that I do before I take the pulpit is I say, God, don't let me say anything that your spirit would not have me say. Because if I'm not careful, I might just find myself running my mouth. And watch this, not just running my mouth, giving an account for every idle word, because it's an attack on God's kingdom. The answers to these questions are significant. Because the believer that does not proclaim God's kingdom by default persecutes God's kingdom. This is why you got to watch how you talk to folk. You think you're just giving them a piece of your mind, but what you're doing is persecuting the kingdom. You think you just want to tell them off because of how they did you? Somebody say, I've got to watch my mouth. He's giving you a level of authority. He's giving you a platform. So we need to make sure it's his message and we're not just running our mouths. Watch where 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says. But you are a chosen generation. Some might say authorized. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. 
We have been authorized to proclaim his kingdom so that his kingdom might be increased. And one of the main reasons that many men are not compelled to salvation is because of what is being proclaimed from our mouths. Someone say, watch your mouth. Yeah, I'm done, y'all. We've been given this authority from God's kingdom, watch this, to compel those to salvation. Here's the sad reality, is that we have many believers with power, but no authority. We have the power of the kingdom within us. Somebody say, I carry the kingdom in me. This power. The Bible says, greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. I've got this power, but none of, many of us don't have the authority to operate in this power. Not every believer is authorized. I know you may not like that. I know your grandma got her name as a founding member of the church. But even your grandma may not be authorized. Because your grandma don't know how to talk to folk. Here is the sad news. Void of God's authority, you don't have the ability to advance God's kingdom. I know you got the title. I know you call yourself Christian. I know you've been saved for all these years. But many of us are not advancing his kingdom. So somebody say, I need authority. Yeah, I need authority. And despite what you may believe, there are believers that are no benefit to God's kingdom. You can go to church and not be a benefit to God in his kingdom. You can have, you can, like I said, you can have your name on the roll. You can be a, you can, somebody say a regular tither. And still not be a benefit to God's kingdom. You know, folks say, I'm going to give my money so God's kingdom might be advanced. But if your money don't have the authority to advance it, it's money that ain't going to do nothing for God's kingdom. See, y'all don't like that. You can give and you can give. You can have a whole bunch of money and it still don't benefit the kingdom. Somebody say, I need authority. This is why it's critical. It must be our desire for every believer to have the authority of God's kingdom. Because this authority gives us, watch this, the ability to confront Satan. If I'm going to be in this journey, and if I know many are the afflictions of the righteous, if I know that in this world I have much trouble, if I know man born of a, of a, day, of a woman is um, of a few days and full of trouble, I need to be able to confront Satan. I can't be around here letting Satan beat me up. So I say, I need authority. Many of y'all just getting beat upside the head because you have no authority. And somebody say, it ain't got to be like that. You around here crying to your pastor and crying to the prayer partner. But God says, I can give you the authority to confront Satan. I can have authority to combat strongholds. There's strongholds in our lives, in the lives of our family, in the lives of those that we know. And we need God to give us authority to call a thing free. And we've been given authority to compel salvation. Those are salvation. But these are necessary for God's kingdom to be advanced. If we can't confront Satan. If we can't go into enemy's territory, if we can, can't combat strongholds, they'll always be captive to the enemy. If we can't compel those to come out of darkness into the marvelous light, someone say, I can't advance his kingdom. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. And watch this. Notice what verse 6 of Luke 9 declares concerning the disciples once Jesus gives them authority of God's kingdom. The Bible says, so they departed and went through the towns preaching in the gospel and healing. Someone say, everywhere. In other words, I know your pastor laid hands on you, but not everyone has been given clearance to serve in God's kingdom. This authority now gives me clearance. Somebody say clearance. This is why Paul had to tell the 12 apostles, you ain't called me, Jesus did. In the book of Galatians, read it for yourself. 
He said, no one, no man called me, but Christ did. In other words, he gave him clearance to serve in God's kingdom. This is when folk told me that I should wait till 40 to pastor. I had known that I've been given clearance from God. And the only way that I get clearance from God is when I operate in the authority of the kingdom. And here's the good news. Go to the next slide. It gives me the ability, that word says everywhere. In other words, there's no territory of the enemy that we can't take back for God's kingdom when we've been authorized. The Bible says they went healing and proclaiming his kingdom. So I say everywhere. That means there should be no level of darkness in my life that I can't go and call that call it free. There's nothing that the enemy has snatched away that I can't take back for God's kingdom. When I've been authorized, I'm going to say I've been authorized. That's good news, y'all. I want to pray. Let us stand to our feet. I need us to have the authority of God's kingdom. And I want to pray this morning for somebody that says, I've been struggling with strongholds. I've been struggling with sin. It may not even be in your life. It may be in somebody else's life. And you need authority to confront Satan. I know I usually do a corporate prayer, but I want those to come this morning. Say, I've been struggling with the authority of the God's kingdom. I don't know what to do. But this morning, you receive liberty. You receive a revelation that you can go into the enemy's camp and take back what the enemy stole from you. Hallelujah. If that's you, I want you to come to this altar. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, you still have an opportunity to come. Hallelujah. Hey, and I'm going to ask Pastor Cole if you could come. Pastor Cole, Minister Serena, begin to, to, to lay hands on those who are up here. Deacon and Cindy, Minister Chantel, Minister LaShawn, come on, begin to touch those that are up on the altar. Minister Dominique, find somebody. Come on, come on. Those of us who have been authorized, I want everybody to be touched. Come on. MIT Charlotte, come now, find somebody. Come on. Hallelujah. Make sure everybody's connected. Hallelujah. Begin to pray for them. Come on. And those of us who have also been authorized, come on, begin to stretch your feet towards them. Come on, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. No stronghold, no sin. No spirit in their lives, in their families' lives, should remain and take residence in their lives. Come on, begin to pray for them. We believe, God, that you've called us to live in liberty. We've been authorized, God, to go into the enemy's camp. Come on, pray like your life depends on it. Come on, pray for them like your life depends on it. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God. We honor you, God, for these lives, God, that have been declared that they belong to God's kingdom. Come on, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name. We bless your name. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, God. We speak liberty over their lives. We speak freedom over their lives. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, hallelujah. Those of us that have been authorized, we bless your name, God. We bless your name, God. We believe you to do it in their lives, God. We believe you to do it in their lives, God. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Move in the lives, God, we pray. Move in the lives, God, we pray. Where the enemy has taken up residence, God, we cast them out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 And we declare, God, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So we speak liberty over their lives. 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 And everyone that they're connected to, we speak liberty. celebrate that liberty. Quickly, there may be somebody this morning who says, I have not come out of darkness and into the marvelous light. Somebody says, I want to be a part of God's kingdom. I hear all this talk about God's kingdom, but I'm really not a kingdom citizen. If you have never given your life to Christ and you want to give your life to Christ this morning, I want you to come to this altar. I want to give my life to Christ. There's somebody who's watching who says, I need to give my life to Christ. I need to walk into liberty. That's true. I want you to put that in the comment box. I want to be saved. I want to be a part of the family of faith. I've been living for the enemy and working for the enemy for far too long. But I want to give my life to Christ if that's you. I want to pray with you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to come out of darkness into the marvelous light. Thank you, God, for this one that has chosen to make this decision to walk in light. For you are light. And God, we thank you, God, that your word declares that if we confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that we can be saved. We can be a part of your kingdom. We're confessing that we're sinners in need of a Savior. We're confessing that Jesus is the only Savior. And we're confessing and believing that Jesus was Lord of our lives. Thank you, God, for that confession this morning. And God, as heaven rejoices when one comes, we rejoice with heaven. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. 